Hello, lovely humans. Let's talk about how wonderful the world is. Are you mad? It's bloody awful out there. It's just the worst. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, Patty. Hi, Valentina. How are you? Oh, my gosh. Great. How are you? I am doing pretty well, thank you. That's tremendous. I am super excited to be here recording episode number eight, eight. with you. It's very exciting. Ocho. Ocho. See. Si. See. Si. I'm it's trying correct. to think of it in any other language. Oh, yeah. One, two, three. <laughs> oh, stop showing off. Yeah, like you can't count to ten in French. No, I can't. One, I can two, maybe three. do it in Spanish. At six, at Okay, I barely know English. How about Mandarin? No. I can do Spanish. And? I can probably count to 100 in Spanish. Whoa! I know. <laughs> I know. Patty. I'm very, very God. good in Espanol. Why do one-up me so much? <laughs> That's what I do. That's what I do best. Basically. Yeah. Mm, uh, but I cannot speak a word of any other language. Really? And I really can't speak any Spanish other than counting. <laughs> so... Can't you speak Hola. horse Spanish? Not even that, really. You can't like, say, I, can't I want do... this horse next with this bridle? No, I just say, I want this horse next. And they oh. get it. Yeah, no, I'm really, it's, it's I won't have to dreadfully sad. I literally passed Spanish, and I'm sorry for the misuse of literally, but oh, it's no. not actually. Oh, God, I'm so used to it. It's not even not true, because I literally did say this. <laughs> To my Spanish professor in college. Oh, I looked her in the eye. Why were you taking it in college? Because you had to take language in college. Mm, no, you can skip no. out of it if you took it in high school. I did take it in high school, but I did drop out of high school at 16, so it didn't really count for me. But you went to college. I know, but I went to junior college and I got That's my That's really... I didn't drop out. I got my um, high school equivalency. I passed that test, which, by the way, easiest fucking test in the world. If you can't pass Was that, that it's not right. when you were in prison? Uh, on my way. Nice. Yeah. I wasn't. But I was 16 and I was terribly bored with high school and felt it no longer had anything to offer me. I know. We're so, so I really smart myself when on we're my 16. own recognizance. Um, Why can't we have the wisdom that we do when we're 16? I still would have done it. I think <laughs> if I hadn't have left high school, I would have ended up dropping out. Okay. And then it would have been even worse. Like, mm. because then I wouldn't have just gone straight to college and kind of diddled around for four right. years. We would have lost you. At Orange Coast College. You know, like, at least I kind of kept on some sort of path. Yeah. Um, so I left that. So anyway, all, all that to say, right. I took Spanish in college. And I, I took many years of Spanish because I was really bad at Spanish. And it finally came down to, I am graduating from college. If you do not pass me in this class, I will not be graduating from college. You have to Please. pass me. And she did. Oh, But that's I don't nice. think she was so should have. I don't think I earned that grade. I think it was more like, you're all right. You're pretty cool. But if that's all that was holding you back, I mean. You want to be a social worker. You don't really need to know Spanish. Oh, well, yeah. Some people aren't good <laughs> with languages. I mean, come on. No, I'm not good. I'm, uh, yeah. Not languages, not math. I never realized how many, and this is, sounds so pretentious. But I never realized how many languages my mom spoke to me when I was growing up that, like, just oh, absorbed boy. itself no, into my – But she's not that fluent. It was just, like, a handful of phrases from, like, 20 languages. Like, I learned qu'est-ce which is, like, what is that in French. But without – before I knew, like, what – Now I know what it means. What does it mean? Uh, Like, what is that, basically. 
And oh. it looks okay. completely different than it sounds when you see it's it written French? out. Yeah, it's like off the wall. Yeah, so like someone will be opening like a package. I'm like, ooh, qu'est-ce que c'est? And they're like, what? Ooh, like, fancy I, French speaker. Right? But then my mom, but it's all just because my mom knows what you're You know what's is. easy about Spanish? You can just go like, K. Okay. What is that? Okay, okay. I read uh, somewhere that uh, the most universal sound among every human race, every language, everything. Me! Is, huh? Yeah. Every fucking language in the world. Ooh, you can go, huh? And they'll know what you mean. Huh. I know, right? By the way, you're listening to just the worst. Oh, what? <laughs> Will we be, are we recording? What is this? I thought we were just hanging out. We, yeah, we should be because neither of us are. This is our prepared. podcast. Welcome. This is episode eight. It's just the worst. We don't have a theme song. <laughs> we never will because that's terrible and I can't sing. <laughs> but she can't speak French. Uh, uh, un peu, un peu. Yeah. And I can also say, je suis malade, which is, I'm sick. And I can say, je suis fatigué, which is, I am tired. <laughs> That's really all so you need to know essential. about me. Yeah. <laughs> and that pretty much does it. But yeah. No, I don't think I can speak any. Oh, no. I can. I was going to say, I know a little bit of German. I don't think I know any, like, n- n- I was going to say <sighs> Nederlandish languages, but that's not a word. Ned Nederlander. What is that from? <laughs> that's what I was thinking think. about. <laughs> Holy fuck. <gasps> Three it? Amigos. Yes, it is. Ned yes. Nederlander. <laughs> <laughs> One God of the best bless us. Movies. Number one, that we can still treasure that in our hearts. And number two, that they haven't tried to remake it. Knock <gasps> on wood. They are not. Not they, that I've heard. Okay, good. But I mean, that was Comic a fucking, genius. That was a tits movie. It was still is Chevy Chase. Listen best. for all you young fuckers. Chevy Chase, Martin Short, Steve Martin in there. I would say prime. Absolutely. So funny. It's how I learned. It's how everyone learned. What a plethora it is. Yes. Hefe. What is that? And Hefe. I used to call my boss Hefe. Not in the horse world. And he was like, "What is that?" I was like, "It's like Patron, but it's not." Would you say have a plethora of piñatas? Pepe. <laughs> so good. What is a plethora? Oh. Oh, just the fucking best. Now I want to watch it. I'm going to have to watch it. God damn it. Yeah. I finally, when we moved, I gave away my VHS tape of Three Amigos. What? Like, I don't even have a way to play it anymore. Who would you give it to? The garbage. I gave it to Goodwill. Oh. Well, someone with somewhere. Repo with- Man and the complete collection of the young ones. Oh, wow. Really the... That must have been hard for you to part with. It was. It was. I have a box of DVDs that I'm ready to give away at any moment. The only ones that I hold on to is Arrested Development Season 1 mm. that I have literally like four or five copies of in case I meet someone and I'm like, you need to get on this level. You need they to be on They can watch it level. on Netflix. But even then. But this was pre-Netflix. I literally stocked up. You can see them. Oh, okay. So you had that just in case before Netflix existed. Yeah. Because okay. it was like, anyone that meets me. I do know this firsthand. Yes, because you did try valiantly to fix me up on a blind date with a gentleman who really liked to go outside and do stuff. Not <laughs> sucker. So then I show up with my arrested DVDs. Was like, I'm gonna watch you watch these, and then I'll tell. <laughs> and then I can tell if I like you or not. <laughs> so anyway, that didn't work out. He did laugh at the right part. He's very funny, but he does also like to go outside. And I feel like he was really short. You he don't still know really him, do you? 
I do. Yeah, he's married and has two children. That was super duper. <laughs> well, the other guy I tried to set you up with, I told you, he passed away. Oh, super duper. He committed suicide. Was that the burner? Yeah. <gasps> he killed himself. Oh, my God. I know. I should have called. I am not good at setting people up. I can't believe up. my rejection is that high on people. <laughs> the other person I set up I mean, was I one was of my really very best friends, then. and I set her up with one of my then boyfriend's good friends. They got married. He ended up in prison for kidnapping and raping somebody. Holy goodness. Yeah. And she divorced him. And now she's married and has children, but totally aside from this guy. And that guy died in prison. So I am not a good matchmaker. Or maybe you just, mm, yeah. Nobody ever accept a date that I suggest because <laughs> it's a bad Run move. for your life. Yeah. I managed to pick the only good guy I ever met, I've apparently. Ever met. <laughs> Like, I'm just going to hog him me, on to myself. People. They just want to keep reinforcing Here, that. They're fixing you all man. up with terrible people. Yeah. But the guy that I was dating at the time also killed himself. So Jesus. I know. Patricia. I know. I've known a lot of people that are now dead. And it has nothing to do with me. And I'm sticking to that story. Yeah. It's not Whatever. about me. Whatever it's how I sleep at night. night. Yep. Exactly. Anyway. Talking about sleeping at night. Tell me. What? I think we're going to talk about. In the spirit of the season, uh-uh. a little bit about Thanksgiving mm. and how that relates is the uh, turkey supposedly makes you sleepy because of the tryptophan. Oh, it is a tryptophan. Isn't that what it's called? Tryptophan? L-tryptophan. So I just read somewhere that that is a myth, so I don't know it if is that's a myth. Really true. Okay. Do you know anything the, more about that? I feel like it's the quantity that you're supposed to take would be like the equivalent of like about 40 turkeys. About as much as people eat on Thanksgiving? No, no, no. Like pigs. a banana pants mouth. Banana pants in mouth. Banana pants. <laughs> yeah, that I think like is it is technically a, it is a drug <laughs> that makes you sleepy. But I feel like it's one of those things. Like, what is it? All these like superfoods, you know, the people say the treating like blueberries are good for you because of I've this. Got and a it's blueberry like, for you would a have daughter. to literally eat fifty tons of blueberries to get the amount. The of, amount of antioxidants you're supposed to uh, need. Whatever. Something like. But I don't want to hear sad turkey stories. Well, that's too bad because you've come to the wrong podcast. <laughs> what if I just went away and you just did a monologue? <laughs> Let me tell you all the reasons. I'm just going to go sit in my turkey. room and okay. you flag but me first down. First of and... all, what I need to ask is, mm-hmm. is turkey even really that good? Yes. It is? It's delicious. Do you eat it all year long? Uh, yeah. You do? Yeah. A good turkey, cranberry Valentina stands. pretends to like animals. In my mouth. Uh, <laughs> no, I do. I'm very conflicted all the time because I really, really like them and I really like eating them. But my big conundrum is not that we shouldn't eat them, quite honestly. It's that we should kill them nice early. We should actually let them live nicely and just kill them however. It's the living yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. For them. That's all tied together. Plus, did you know that in this day and age... Uh, if what? turkeys were left to their own devices, they would die out because they have now been bred to genetically be so big they can no oh, longer yeah. have sex. Nice. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the turkeys. So we're going to go live They're on an island. They're so big they can no longer Me and have the turkeys sex. live on celibate island. Don't worry about it. Oh. Uh, but you'll No, all their die, breasts right? are too big. Yeah. So the, men, the male turkeys can't even mount the female turkeys no, anymore. So that all is done by humans to get the whole thing done. So, like, to even make the argument that it's natural for us to eat turkeys no. is crazy because they're not natural. Whatever you people are eating is not a natural thing on the planet 
at this point. I think that weed is. Yeah. They grow through they grow to a weight three times larger than a wild male turkey would ever grow, and they do that in only four months. Well, I'm- because of genetic changes. So any of those people too, if you're against GMO and all that stuff, everything you eat basically, especially yes. if it's an animal, has been genetically modified. Yeah, like it's not organic turkey. There's anymore. I don't care how it's raised. It might be if it's like a scrawny, creepy, weird looking thing that you wouldn't yes. eat. Well, like kind of related uh lobsters used to be considered food for poor people because it was so abundant because they're giant bugs that live in the ocean they are and they used to be fucking enormous like you could have lobsters that had lived like 20 years they weighed i'm not even joking i want to say okay maybe i may be joking but they're, they were big, like 20, 30 pounds, I want to say. Like really fucking big because they live for so long. But now they have no chance to uh, not just, grow that big. Just eight. Yeah. That's just eight's reproduce, to, right? Uh, but to like no, fully mature. No, is, is, is actually growing in the womb. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or the mm-hmm. egg or whatever they're growing yeah. in. So they're not gestating either. They're maturing. Yes. But they're not maturing to even no. fucking close Same thing to what they tuna. used to. Yeah, I mean, like now, I think you can, um, think you can fish a lobster after like six years. I think when they're six years old, you can harvest them. Whereas before, they, I mean, it was like decades. how do they know? Do they have? I think rings they tag something? them and stuff. Tag them and weigh them. How could they find every single lobster? Oh my god! So I used to be friends with these people that had a boat out in uh, Catalina. You and I both know is the island off the coast of Los Angeles. The island with lots of bison, and used to have a lot of wild boar, but no longer does because I think they white them people. Out. I feel like mostly a lot of white people. They also have a lot of wild boar. I I actually the one of the times I actually camped whoa. in my whole life. Whoa, which we know that I'm against. Was it at Camp Fox? No, oh. I went to Twin Harbors on the backside of Catalina Island, sure. and it was the most. I mean, it was an amazing camping experience, honestly. It was, like, pretty much perfect if you're going to be a camper, which I'm yeah. not. But if you're going to, there's, like, tent, and you're stuck out there with no car, and you wake up in the morning, and there's fucking bison That's in awesome. your campsite. And sharks in the water, and huge kelp beds. It was amazing. Yeah, was, I swam with sharks when I was there. Yeah, we did, They're too. baby sharks. sharks. Not very uh, sharks. I'd like to swim with real sharks. Anyway. Uh, Catalina yeah. Boat. Catalina. So my friends would go lobster hunting there. You have to have like a million permits to do it and these certain special traps to do it. But it, they're like these weird, it's like a cage, but you leave it open. Yeah. So you're just inviting the lobster in and then you hey, put. I've watched The Most Dangerous Job or whatever the fuck that But you put called. a can of like tuna fish yeah. down to the bottom they put or old, cat food. Yeah. And they then put, they oh. jump in and eat it and you close the trap on well, them. who and doesn't like, love cat food? Number one, me. Number two. Your cat likes it. No, actually. He eats dog food. <laughs> Sorry to ruin everything. Um, yeah, no, but the, all the lobsters that we idea. eat now are tiny, juvenile. Babies. I, don't, I don't eat any. So. Yeah, I don't either. No, my, one of my few memories from growing up back east, uh, we had a house in Cape Cod in a city called Brewster, Brewster Mass, and we uh I used to take all the lobsters and just put them on the porch. Run, lobsters, run. My mom was like, Valentina. They don't get very far on the porch. They don't. But I knew what I was doing. You did know what you were doing? Yeah, I was trying to set the lobsters free. Why didn't you just take them back to the ocean? I was four. 
It was a long way. Oh, you know what I did when I was a little kid? <laughs> we used to have a house in Lake Tahoe that we went to on vacation pretty much every vacation. Nice. And one year we were standing out on the dock and we were fishing and I was trying to learn how to fish. And two horrifying things happened. First, Aww. I caught a fish. Ugh. But I caught it on its side. And I realized like, oh, shit. this fish. I was a little kid. I was like, the fish is going to die. Like, yeah. I thought it was all about catching the fish. And I was like, fun. Fun. Bye. No, fish is going to die. And so I lost it, my shit. Yeah. I was like, get it off, get it off, get it off. Oh, my God, save it. But it was, like, in the side, so it's probably going to die. But my dad threw it back in the water. Oh, that's And then nice. there was a couple other fish. They, and they were, like, mind you, like, four inches long. They're sure. little freaking fish. And so we put them in a bucket with water. And I thought it would be a brilliant idea to mm. give them a bath. Oh, like with soap. Mm-hmm. So I put oh. soap in the water and was trying to. So you actually them. hate animals. Yeah. Well, <laughs> You've been I killing animals an, for years. No, it was an early horrible learning experience. No, I know. I remember. Yeah. That I really That's want. And like my family thought it was hilarious that I tried to give the fish a bath. And I was, it was all a good intention. Um. It just didn't work out. It's that like well the Simpsons the episode where he's gonna give, but that's why his I'm lobster such a, a really hot bath <laughs> to I'm, relax him. I'm such a kind and gentle person what now was his because Pinchy. And I know you're trying desperately to get to prevent me from talking about the turkey massacre that's about to happen or has just happened. Yeah, Sorry. turkey massacre Go of these unnaturally ahead. large birds that grow insanely fast to the point where they end up with all kinds of crazy heart conditions and broken legs and they can't walk and they're just crowded into these awful pens. I believe you. Yeah, it's a terrible, terrible situation. Uh, They may be confined so tightly that each bird has only about two and a half to four square feet of space each. And turkeys are not small. They're large birds. And then they don't get more space as they grow. La, 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 la. <laughs> Sorry, is this distracting if I just didn't home? <laughs> so as they get bigger, the space gets smaller because there's no more room for them. Yeah. But that's okay because they don't stay alive for very long. True. So they've got that going for them. Mm. Um, they're usually inside in dusty ammonia-filled facilities. Yes, I just read something about hawk sores today. Yeah, so just birds. think about the things that you're eating when you're eating them, that there's this stress-filled animal that's been breathing in horrible air its whole life and you are ingesting that into your system. Mm. That's my hippie that's my hippie statement for the day. So then is it's the like, solution that we just don't eat animals anymore? That's my solution. Or eat less of them. Or like, you know, it's weird because I don't eat meat and I don't eat um animal products but i am totally like if you go out and you hunt yourself a deer and you kill that thing and you eat it and you skin it and you do whatever like i am so on board with that really totally because i think that is that animal lived its natural life it was doing as its natural thing you had the fucking balls to go out and kill it and eat it and skin it and get yourself elbow deep in the blood and all of that stuff which i think is like such a huge part of being a carnivore sure And the reason, part of the reason I don't eat meat is because I know I could not do that. Like, I would not look a deer in the eye and just go, later, and shoot it with an arrow. Like, I couldn't do it, and then I couldn't tear it out. I couldn't do any of those things. And it's not like I've never eaten meat. I enjoyed a cheeseburger up to, you know, I've been a vegetarian, I think, for 12 years, 10, 12 years, 10 years, maybe. Um, So, obviously, I ate meat before that. But when I started making those connections about, how animals are raised in this weird factory farming thing that we've got going on. Well, and the, that we verily, 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 we roll. Verily, verily, verily. <laughs> we 
that we conveniently call them something else. That a cow is beef. Right. Not a chicken is Yeah, so I have total respect for people who run their own farms and eat their own food that they raise and all. I think that's pretty freaking awesome. Um, And I, you know, I I think the way that we farm animals is really bad for the environment. It's bad for the people who actually are culling all those animals. Like, I don't think it's healthy mentally to be killing 10,000 cows a day. Oh, right. you know I've what I mean? heard like, like so live... many horror stories about, especially people that work in pig. Yeah, because pigs are so because, smart. Well, and they're smart, and they they and sound they, very human, and they get very traumatized, and they look very human. I mean, you know, they call human flesh long pig. Like if people that eat people, they call people long pig, or that they used to eat people, cannibals. That heard was, of them? That was one of the names for human meat. Interesting. Long pig. That's how similar we are. But yeah, so it's like I don't think it's emotionally healthy or environmentally healthy. The way that we're doing it. No. And I think even no. like 50 years ago, the amount of meat people ate was so much smaller. And now we're just like, can we have a triple decker cheeseburger right. four times a day? It's like, that's not natural. That's not So normal. what do you think about um, like genetically grown meat? Like in the lab grown meat? Yeah, like all this new, like the impossible burger, whatever that shit is. I've eaten, I've eaten, I ate, um, I ate one of those the other day. And let me tell you, it's a lot like real beef, and it almost made me throw up. Oh, be- but that's cause because it's- it was like, ew! Why would- I don't want to eat meat, and here I am eating oh, this. Oh, so thing. like a meat eater would be fine with it. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I don't know how it tastes though. Like, see, so maybe that's great. most of my friends maybe do not trust my taste buds anymore because they don't. They think I don't understand what good food actually tastes like. Well, yeah. But it's like if you stop eating sugar, all of a sudden sugar gets really sweet. Like it doesn't taste right anymore. I've so. Never, yeah. Yeah, but I did it. But there are some other meat alternatives that they've made in a lab that I think are okay. But that one is way too meaty. I don't like it. But yeah, we are moving towards that because what we're trying to do now is unsustainable. But that's nice. Yeah, it's better. I mean, we're going to all be eating. Everything we eat is going to be manufactured in some weird thing. Yeah, so I don't think it's a big deal. Um, I just like to prevent suffering. 100%. And that's, um, they used to call me Kevorkian when I worked in veterinary hospitals because I was always like, oh, we should just put that animal down. They're like, no, 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 we can do dialysis. We can do chemo. We can yeah, do. But why? I was like, why? Yeah. It's just for us. Like, they don't, they have no sense of like, but I wanted to see 15. Yeah. Like. We put our cat down when he was, he went into basically a diabetic coma. Yeah. And they were telling us like, oh, well, you can give him shots every day and you no. can do this and you can feed him this special diet food and you have to wash they him every day and you have to take his blood it? all the time. No. And yeah. And that's what we decided. It was like, that's not a quality of life for a cat. No. They or don't. for us, honestly. Like, they that's don't even not like normal. us that much. They're, they're like, no, I don't want to leave my parents. No, yeah. they're ready to go. Yeah. He was really, really sick. And then they said, and the likelihood that he'll go into another diabetic coma is really high. So it's not something that's going to okay. happen once yeah. and then you can manage it the rest of their lives. Like it's. Daily. They're, yeah, yeah, they're going to And I've seen great. so many, mostly cats, quite honestly, that wind up like that. The yeah. People are just like, I don't know. I think we're just going to like let them ride it out. And you're like, your cat weighs three pounds. I, you could, you know how like back by the tail, you can literally, it, you feel like you can grab just yeah. like the base of the tail. And there's just like nothing. It's Aww. just this fine. My cat's getting like that. He's getting very old. I hate He's it. getting very skinny. Yeah. No, it's sad. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't like it. I know. So anyway, that's like my my thing. Like, 
and the friends I have that are hunters are like, it's so weird that you don't care, like that you're cool with yeah. hunting. I'm like, dude, as long as you eat the thing and you're. Oh, I know. Like my like, cousins run a very big hunting ranch, uh, south of San Antonio in Texas. Is it canned hunting? Because I'm not on board with that shit. What hunting? Canned hunting. Can't. Canned. C a n n e d. I don't think I know what that is. It's basically where they have lions in a cage, oh, and then when you come what? to hunt, no! they let it loose in a field where you ha- it has zero chance of surviving. You think I would? No, no. I don't know, dude. You eat meat. Zip Just saying. Right off. No, they do dove pheasant and quail. Okay. And I really don't like most birds. Do people eat that shit when they shoot it out of the sky? Oh God, yeah. Really? Oh. You'd just be full dove of bullets. chili. Oh no, no, no. The kids you use differently. But because it's a functioning ranch where there's like green out for the deer and dog food and like foliage and whatever like they go out and set traps for raccoons feral cats shit like that so there's a ritual and if you're listening uh cousin debbie i know you're laughing uh where there's a nightly ritual where you go out and check the traps and the first time i was like oh we're just gonna go like drive around cool let me grab my margarita out and you get on the mule and you tootle around town and you check out all the traps Oh, I didn't realize that they were, like, live traps. Like, like raccoon traps are probably the meanest things I've ever seen in my life. Because you put, like, dog food or something in a trap. And then they put their little paw on it and grab it. And then it slams on them. So they basically just die because their arm is trapped. So they either starve to death mm-hmm. or get attacked by dogs, Not a big coyotes, fan of trap hunting. Whatever. I'm a I'm a fan of instant death. Yes, is my thing. Yeah. Oh, and if you're gonna hunt, you should be good at it. Oh yeah, could be a good shot. Yeah. So like going and checking the raccoon traps turned out to be the worst thing that had ever happened to me, because basically like if a raccoon is trapped and it's still alive, they just set the dogs on it to <gasps> teach the to teach the dogs how to get a raccoon, and the raccoon has literally got his art. Like I was like, this isn't how is this manly? How is this in any way. That's like, like the Roman freaking theater or whatever. Roman, wor- what is it's that called? worse. Like you can't just. Oh, I know. It's like Russian bear fights or like in the like lions in the Colosseum. You can't put in this animal and then like take away like it's one natural advantage over another predator and be like, it's, it's cool. We're just going to watch this play out. Like, no, 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 no. So it turned into like this big joke that I was such a sissy about, you know, sissy. like checking trap. I'm nights. sorry, I have a soul. Right? Excuse and they were like, it's a fucking me. raccoon. It's a fucking vermin. It's a. Fu-. And I was like, it, it, it wakes up and it looks for food and it has babies and, and it, it takes care of its ba- babies. Like, it has to feel something. And it's hilarious to watch them eat um, fucking candy. I love them. Have you seen it? Eat Did you candy? not read Rascal when you were a kid? When he washes the sugar cube? Because you know they love to wash their Right. Food. That's what's so funny about watching them. They wash, candy they and wash their sugar. And, and, like, and they literally will pat the bottom of the bowl. Like, where is my sugar cube? <laughs> like, I'm. How, that's adorable. No. How do you. No. Yep. If you kill it, that's one thing. And I'm not saying, like, let's all go shoot cats. If but, you like, kill it and eat it. You want to shoot a cat? You want to shoot a dog? You want to shoot a raccoon? Shoot it. Kill it. Be done with it. Fucking sucks. Might have babies somewhere. You're a lunatic. 
Minatique. Yeah. That's it's a new like word. A, yeah. Day. I don't know what it's a. <laughs> it's definitely a portmanteau, but I can't think of what. You're a lunatic. And <laughs> I feel like. Who's the guy in oh. Zoolander? Mugatu. Mugatu. You're a lunatic. Because <laughs> derelict. You're derelict, right? <laughs> You're derelict. But so my it's done. Lines, it's in the computer. What is this? A center for ants? <laughs> Still one of the most quotable movies of all. And I've never seen Zoolander 2. Oh, it's kind of refused. funny. Is it? There, well, not really, but there's parts of it that are Because, like, Anchorman was like, amazing for yeah, me. So but good. I never saw two. I never saw two either. I just kind of refused to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so if like you're going to kill something, just season kill of, it. Uh, Arrested Development. No, oh, that, that never happened. Yeah. So derelict, mm, derelict my balls. Um, yeah, it's a motherfucking walk off. Don't let something die a miserable death. That's pretty much like my only mantra in life. Well, that's what factory farming is all about. Oh, it's miserable. And it's not even like they, they, you know, I mean, what's her name? Temple Grandin. Temple Grandin did a ton of great work on how to make the actual slaughterhouses yes. more comfortable. Make for the animals. floors less slippery. But make more turns. It doesn't account for the rest of their lives. Which are horrible and miserable, especially if you're talking about pigs. But I'm not going to talk about pigs because that goes beyond for me. I'm talking about turkeys. Yeah, don't total. Um, but anyway, in the conditions they live in, they also uh, they often get respiratory diseases, eye diseases. Oh, sure. So they're they're just all fucked up. And because one person can be responsible for up to thirty thousand turkeys, <laughs> they don't notice. So they go off to slaughter. Sick. And they're not even super trained, are they? I mean, it's not like it's all a bunch of veterinarians. No, they basically just grab them by the neck and throw them around. Like, they're horrible. And no, it's, it's the whole thing is, the whole, in my opinion, being responsible for mistreating animals for their whole lives and then sending them off to be killed is a dehumanizing thing. Yes. So it tre- And you have to disassociate in order to be able yes. to do it. So then that leads to more mistreatment and yeah. like, okay, this isn't a real living thing. I don't have to worry about it. Haha, <laughs> it's funny if I smash its little head against the wall. Right. Which is what happens. Which is what happens. And I feel like it winds up happening with humans as well. Yeah. So because they're living in such um, tight, confined spaces and they're freaked out most of the time, they will damage each other. Like they'll fight. Right? Mm, so they cut their beaks off. So they cut their beaks off so they can't hurt each other. They all also do that to pig. They cut the t- pig's tails off because they get so stressed they start eating each other's tails. Um, yeah. But we're not talking about pigs. We're talking about turkeys. So they take <gasps> this... off parts of their beaks and their toes so they can grow up that way, which probably contributes to their inability to walk. Um, but they don't do anything like to ease the pain of cutting off their beaks that have nerve sensors and stuff they just snip them right off so they're living in this horrible environment they grow up without beaks without toes um they grow way too fast so they're only alive the good news is good news they only suffer this torture put your headphones back on you can still hear me (laughs) they only live on average between 99 and 136 days so that's that's not very long to be tortured uh, and then they throw them in trucks, and they send them to the slaughterhouse, which is probably the best event of their whole lives. You have to come back, Valentina. I need your reactions and your commentary. Valentina can no longer handle hearing about the things that she eats, so she has abandoned the room. Uh, 
So anyway, following a horrible, long truck ride in an overcrowded van with no beaks or toes, stressed out, they end up at the slaughterhouse. Um, there is a human a humane methods of slaughter act that requires animals to be rendered insensible before they're murdered. I'm sorry, slaughtered. Um, but that doesn't apply to turkeys. So they don't really have to do anything for the polar, poor old turkeys. So that's how the turkey ends up on your table. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope you enjoy your meal. I'm back. And, you know, I didn't even get a chance to talk about all the joys of spending all that time with your family or oh, any God. of the other dastardly That's the real nightmare. Of even just getting to your family. I'd rather have my toes cut off. Than go spend it with your family? Yep. Me too. I don't do that. So this year, to avoid all that nonsense, I am actually just going to go donate oh. my time and bring food to homeless people at a hotel. On Thanksgiving They stay day. at a hotel? They're actually living in their car, but we're thinking about getting them a hotel room for the day. Whoa. I know. I'm working with another woman who does a lot of outreach. and she's getting you being a nice human. I know. Because I'm all on my own on Thanksgiving this year. Where's Ian? Huh? Where's Ian? He's going to Santa Fe. For what? To yell at the designers and the builders of our house. <laughs> and he's bringing Rue so they can golf. Oh, perfect. So they're both going. And then... So my mom and my sister both live up here, too. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll go do Thanksgiving with them. Well, no, they're going out of town. Oh, where are they going? They're going to Morro Bay. They do that every other year. Uh-huh. They, um, So they're going out of town. So I was like, huh, what am I going to do for Thanksgiving? I know. I will go and do something nice for somebody else for That's... once in my sad, pathetic life. That's my Thanksgiving tale. Thank nice. you. I uh, and you were gonna talk a little bit about the origins of Thanksgiving. Is that the story here? A little bit. All the good things about Thanksgiving. Uh, no. Happy holidays. Definitely not. Nothing good. Uh, no. I was gonna talk about a little fellow that we call Squanto. Squanto. Right. You feel like you've seen him in your in your did grade I, school diorama. Say, did I mention I dropped out of high school? <laughs> Tell me all about Squanto. No, I'm sure he's been in many a diorama. Probably. Many a Christian tale of Thanksgiving glory. All lies. No, all but lies. Uh, no, this is a, just a quick little jaunt into the quick, quick version of Squanto. Uh, and this is mostly from historian Charles Mann, the author of 1491 New Revolutions of the Americas Before Columbus. And professor, uh, oh, no, not a professor. I just made, <laughs> I just made her one. Paula Peters, she's a member. She's got of, an honorary. Uh, P, well, what's cool is that from... she is a member of the Wampanoag tribe, which is what we're going to talk about. An expert on Wampanoag history. And I, dear God, I hope I'm saying those right. I almost just said something that would have gotten me into so much trouble. I'm glad Patty, I self-edited. Trisha, I don't need your... White privilege. <laughs> just kidding. I have no idea. I'm, I'm just so tired of reading about white privilege nice. today. Okay. <clears throat> Let me tell you my story, friends. Okay. 1614. Six years before the pilgrims landed in modern-day Massachusetts. An Englishman named Thomas Hunt. Is not a nice guy. I'm trying to... There's a joke about someone with the last name Hunt. Nope, I don't know it. (laughs) That's hilarious. I did once. Someone write in and tell me about it. 
Uh, he kidnapped a Native American whose name was Tisquantum from his village, Patuxet, or Patuxet, or a variety of uh, pronunciations, which was part of... However you want to say it. Exactly. Work. Which was a part of a group of villages known as the Wampanoag Confederation. Uh, so this Englishman took Tisquantum and about two dozen other kidnapped Native Americans to Spain, where he tried to sell them into slavery. But Spain is a pretty big Catholic area. So people in the Catholic Church were like, mm, no, friend, we don't want to buy your slaves and get on out of here. So with the help of some Catholic friars, a lot of these Indians, Native Americans escaped slavery. So Tisquantum. Are... Hey, I would just want to point out that is one point for Christianity. Christianity well, for Catholicism. Catholicism. All right. So they might have molested a gazillion children, but they that did like actually. way later. I bet it was happening back then. I think they probably had yeah, they all probably kinds okay of weird shit back then, going huh? on back then. Oh, for sure. I'm just saying. Let's give one point to Catholicism. That's all I'm saying. One. I'm, I'm fine with that. One measly that. point. Yeah, they get okay. points every now and then. Um, so, uh, Quantum finds himself in England. And then. Whoa. I know, That's right? from home. Woohoo. And then 1619 finds himself back in Massachusetts. How did he get back and forth? There was no planes back then. I, I just zoomed on by. Uh, as far as historians can tell, Tisquantum was the only one of the kidnapped Wampanoags to ever return to North America. So that was pretty shitty. Okay, he was so the only one to what survive? To return to North America. Oh. So they took a bunch of them to Spain. Yes. But he made it back. But so now he speaks English, basically. He's kind of like a little bit indoctrinated into our stupid Anglo culture. Uh, but so, according to records from Plymouth Plantation, uh, while he was gone, there was a shipwreck of fucking French sailors on Cape Cod. They were diseased. And it wiped out an enormous percentage of the population in coastal New England. The guess is that it was some kind of viral hepatitis, which is easily communicated in water. Communicated? That's what this note says, right? Doesn't sound like the right word. Communicated in water. Communicable disease, I guess. Okay. All right. Oh, look what you did. Right. I uh, know a lot about communicable um, diseases. <laughs> <laughs> but my viral hepatitis was different. Um, so when Tisquantum returned to Patuxet, he found he was the village's only survivor. Oh, oh pretty that's terrible. That's going to be very lonely. So then come the dipshit pilgrims. Sorry. I'm, prob I'm Sorry, actually pilgrims. probably not a pilgrim, but... They were dipshit. I'm probably a They program. show up in New England a few weeks before winter, which is genius. It's good timing. Um, okay, so up until the pilgrims came, what usually happened was Europeans would show up because there were Europeans before Columbus and before all these fucking pilgrims. Uh, they would come in, meet the, what they called Indians, uh, be excited about trade. Do they still think they were in India at this point? It doesn't really I don't think they say did. what I they like specifically world, right? that. Yeah. yeah, New okay. World. Uh, but the Native Americans were actually very uninterested in letting the Europeans hang around. And they would actually like chase them off if they got too close. They'd do some trading. You know why? Because they were smart. Right? They would do some trading and then they were like, okay, bye guys. Um, but because this fucking plague had basically wiped out so many of the Indians, it 
it was just this vast wasteland. You okay? Carry on. No, it's totally normal. Whatever, <laughs> whatever contortions you're doing to touch your buttons looks normal. Uh, so, um, the Europeans get in there and there's nobody there because the fucking plague or the viral hepatitis had wiped out a ton of people. So Patuxet ultimately becomes Plymouth. Um, and then according to this one historian said they find this cleared land and just the bones of the Indians. They called it divine providence. God killed these Indians so we could live here. Super duper. Uh, <laughs> that's horrible. So, um, wait, wait, wait. Can I pause my place? It's so terrible. <laughs> I've lost my place. I don't know what I'm talking I'm so, about. I'm so clumped. Um, okay, so one of the few Native Americans left was another Wampanoag leader named Massasoit. Massasoit. I think you pronounced that absolutely brilliantly. Massasoit. I tried to write it out phonetically, but then you do, and then you look back and you're like, that's the same as it looked. Uh, so he did not trust Tisquantum, our main man. Uh, he speaks English. He shows up after all these people have died. Like, what's going on with this yeah, dude? He's so he literally just kept this guy under house arrest. Um, and then the pilgrim showed up. Uh, oh, wow. I really jump around on my notes. Sorry. <laughs> so as much as 75% of the Wampanoag population had been wiped out. But the Nairngasset, a rival neighboring group, were not affected by the disease at all because they didn't hang out with the Europeans ever. So Massasoit, the local leader, decides, you know what we should do? We should ally with these English guys, set up a good trade relationship, control the supply of the English goods. Then the stupid Nairngasset won't be able to attack us. Stupid Nairngasset. Right? Yeah. So he takes... His shady friend, Tisquantum, to negotiate. Uh, okay, and so this is a quote from the historian that wrote this book. Tisquantum most likely was not the name he was given at birth. In that part of the Northeast, Tisquantum referred to rage, especially the rage of Manitou, the world-suffusing spiritual power, the heart of coastal Indians' religious beliefs. So when Tisquantum approached the pilgrims and identified himself by that sobriquet, it was as if he had stuck his hand out and said, hello, I'm the wrath of God. <laughs> I mean, That's if, how I introduce myself. Right? Like if you're going to go, oh, go big. <laughs> Hi, I'm the wrath of God. So he, uh, Massasoit. Oh, this is getting complicated. I just don't want to insult people. Why did I want to was, tell them He was right not to trust his quantum because he soon tried to pit the pilgrims against the other Native Americans. But the plan didn't work because Massasoit is pissed off and demands that the pilgrims hand Quanto uh -oh. over because he's going to execute him. But the pilgrims didn't. He stayed in the colony with them, helping them prepare for the next winter. Well, they need him, right? Like, they can't give that guy up. He's they do. They basically can't. They didn't even bring livestock like they brought nothing with them they were the most useless like new conquerors they brought an awesome religion with them ever existed about? oh please and some disease i think Blah. Blah. Um, <coughs> excuse me it's very exciting 
So by fall, the settler situation was actually secure enough because of all the hope that Squanto had given them. How to plant maize, which put near it. Um, and interestingly, the whole putting, burying fish near your crops for the purpose of fertilization uh-huh. uh, does tie very heavily to Native American culture, but it also ties very heavily to some European settlers. So they can't quite figure out if literally this Tisquantum chap brought it back from other parts of Europe and taught it to other oh, Europeans. Seriously? Yeah. Or oh, that's interesting. if it was actually happening there before. Ah. Yeah. So crazy history. What's bananas? So they, the pilgrims, the stupid white people, uh, were actually secure enough that they had a feast. But then Massasoit, this mad, mad captain, he's not a captain, that's what I'm going to call him, uh, showed up with some 90 men and they all marched around beating their <laughs> chests and yelling shit. And then the pilgrim militia was like, well, we can march around and fire guns and be all badass too. So they literally both did this, and then they kind of looked at each other and like, we're good. We should probably just talk shit about the other group, the Narragansett, and have some food. And they did that, and that was Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. There's so much more. I mean, but I'm not going to get into it because I didn't have time today. <laughs> Didn't have time to tell the story or didn't have time to look, to up look it up because that oh, I mean, I can attempt it if you'd like. Mm, near guess it, terrible. Uh, uh, uh. And then Squanto, as we will apparently now call him, uh, hung out with the colonists. Was that just a hey, we can't say your name properly, so we're just gonna well, call you this, so that's where a big that? debate is because the fact that Tisquantum means the wrath of God. They're not, they being historians, they're not entirely sure if that was actually, like, his birth name or if he just, like, went to meet these people and was like, hi, I'm the Wrath of God. Fuck off. Just to be, like, sort of intimidating? Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they don't know that. Um, How did they ever even know that that was what it meant if they didn't know the language? That's a good question. Maybe he just made that shit up and it doesn't mean that at all. And we've all been lied to for hundreds of years. Well, we've definitely been lied to about a lot of Maybe things. Maybe it means like flower in the valley or something, really. Uh, I don't think that's true. But I don't but know. But how do you know? I don't know. Everyone go read about it. That's what Report we're going to do. Back. We're you. just encouraging people to read. Yeah. You we want know. you to find out the we truth. We could be lying this whole time. You should You should go read a book. We're most definitely lying at least half the time. I mean, I mostly am. I mostly this is an opinion-driven show, which I had this whole moral dilemma about. I'll talk to Ooh. you about. No, go. Go to town. I don't want to interrupt your Thanksgiving story. No, it's a solid 99% over. 99%. Because there's a shit ton more. Like, I think how he died. How did he die? Did he get killed um, by pilgrims? Did he die of smallpox? Disease blankets? I think he just ate too much turkey. Um, <laughs> tryptophan overdose? Tryptophan poisoning. Did they actually even eat turkeys on that first Thanksgiving? I bet they did. Uh, no, I fucking, ironically, tell you. Uh, they ate lobster. They ate lobster. I, you know, I have a friend who still does that. He's lobster. Family. They're Canadian, so they're not even really supposed to. Why are they having Thanksgiving? Well, they live here, but they are Canadian. Oh, fucking Canadians. It's a Don't get me started. I dated a Canadian, and now they're I'm sorry that I brought your family up. Sorry. I love you. 
I don't. But you do eat lobster on Christmas. Or Christmas. I don't remember. Yeah, they One or the put, other. sometimes they put it in, like, stuffing. Oh, yeah. Mala. I don't eat that. Um, they put sausage in stuffing, too. Oh, not on board with that. Why? You don't like sausage? I do, but the, no. It's funny how, like, what you grow up with is, like, your very, very specific Thanksgiving food. I feel like we have turkey. We have dressing. Uh, which is stuffing that is made outside of the bird. Stuffed. If it's in there. Dressing if it's out. And it's cornbread, celery, onions, poultry seasoning. And I like the cranberry jelly from the jar, which is disgusting. And my parents like the fresh. I make fresh ones. Yeah. And then. Yeah, it's really the only thing that I'll make. Then mashed potatoes. And peas. And I think that's it. And then we did learn, I did like learn to like uh, green bean casserole. Mm. Which is bitter in life. But. Well, it's vegetables with mushroom cream of soup. Mushroom soup, which is so like, sorry, America, it's super white trash. The amount of food that is white trash at Thanksgiving, I think, is probably the biggest. I think that's actually the definition of Thanksgiving. It's really. the most white trash food. So if you like Christmas, you can skate around it with a bunch of traditions from, like, other countries. And then even, like, Fourth of July you can get away with. But I feel like Thanksgiving uh, has been, like, the most white trash. Like, we used to eat something called Ambrosia salad. Oh, God. My dad's wife makes that shit. Right? It's, it's like, like the marshmallows, marshmallows. And she just cannot try stop trying to get people to eat it. That's why I don't go home it's anymore. It's not terrible. I don't go home for the holidays because I do not like being force-fed food. I don't eat marshmallows either. Oh, I love being force-fed food, but yeah, no. <laughs> uh, it's amazing I'm as big as I am considering the lack of things I eat. Thank you. Thank you for that confirmation. No, no I was thinking you're really thin, <laughs> no, and then what you were saying didn't make sense to me, and then that's why it stopped. Because I was like, wait a minute, but no, you're thin. No, I'm not really thin, and, you are but I, cause thin. I eat chips. I think that's my main problem. Chips? Potato chips. You know, potatoes have feelings, right? Yeah, all vegetables do. I just saw that. I've seen it a couple times, actually. Care. Yeah. Fucking... Well, you know, there's a whole uh, there's a whole religion that doesn't eat something if it kills off the whole plant. Oh, that's different. So, like, you can eat an apple, but you can't cut down the apple tree. But I eat a lot of apple trees. Well, I'm just saying, like, you can't eat a lettuce, a head of lettuce, because you're taking the whole head of lettuce out of the ground. Or the whole carrot. If anybody has feelings, it's not. But you can eat an artichoke because you're just whopping the artichoke off. I love it. Killing the plant. I do too, but that's. But I can't have butter with it. I'm just. You can do whatever you want because you are not this whatever religion it is. Just or eating method. And I just want to do very little harm to things that I like. So I try not to be in pictures. So basically, I should be a but I should be a cannibal then because I fucking hate. That's the least damage you'd have on people. On the planet? I fucking hate people. Yeah, but you wouldn't want to kill them to eat it. You don't know that. Read about Albert Fish and then tell me if you would like to. I don't want to stick needles in my dick either. You don't have a dick to stick needles in. True. But he did eat children. But, like, I wouldn't eat Michael Vick, even though I hate him. Because I'd be like, oh, I'm eating Michael Vick. That's gross. Very gross. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a personal choice, obviously. I just think... To be a cannibal? No, to, to <laughs> eat what you're going to eat. I just think that you should be conscious of what you're eating. Because sometimes that will change your decisions. Yeah, that would be a bit nice. And the like, way I that do realize that I order 
meat less often than I would. The problem is, I feel like, especially if you're trying to lose weight. Oh. There's so oh. much pressure. To eat protein. Right. Oh, to eat God. protein. To not eat pasta. To not eat potatoes. To not eat sweet vegetables. I mean, sweet potatoes are apparently. Jelly bellies? Paleo secret. Jelly bellies aren't necessarily so do, vegan because do you they eat have beeswax candy in them. that has gelatin in no. it? No. That's why part of the ambrosia salad. You're literally it. that anal. Yeah. No marshmallows. So you Dude, don't have small. Do you know that gelatin is like the most disgusting thing? I mean, it's like but it's, bone and hoof. And but it's when they're dead, right? Yeah. They kill the animal. They use. I mean, I'm all for using But I mean, all you're parts. still using every part. Isn't that better? It is better. But if I don't eat the other parts, why would I eat that part? I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and not, I remember going. Hey, and I just want to. I want to be. I want to be legit and say that that's the way I eat. But I clearly don't live that way because I have leather things. I try not to buy leather. I try to use it for as long as I can and take good care of it. But I ride horses, so there's definitely leather yeah. involved. I have Boots. leather in my car. Yeah. Um, but so I'm not like a preachy, like I do this all perfect. I don't. It's like no, I think I it's think like a progression, you know, like you probably I, you get more and more picky about yeah. what you do as it goes. Yeah, on. no, I think I definitely think about it more with you because I'm trying to think of how to more that way myself less than it's like a condemnation of what you're doing because I would prefer to be that what hands free yes I'm when it hands comes, free when it comes to hands off you know what I mean when you do go to the pearly gates and how much damage did you contribute to well it's just physical or mental because there's two whole different things oh there. mentally it destroyed everyone I've See, ever there met, you go. So. as long as you got that going for you yeah I never said that I didn't do that. I just try not to hurt animals. I know. I don't want to. I actually to. try not to hurt people, too. I'm a really much more of a softie than I let on there. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I don't care. No, I do, actually. If it's personal, then I do. As we've seen, every time I've ever tried to confront someone on social media, I back down. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, never I didn't know your life story. I'm so sorry. Well, so that was my dilemma about this podcast. Honest to God, it's like, okay, we talk about all these things that are just the worst, but then if you go back in time and you look at the story and look at the person's background and look at what's really going on, then you end up having empathy for them. And then where are you with just the worst? It's not really just the worst. It's just a like it's just cosmic a part of being human. And yes. it's just not going to work for the podcast. So in spite of the fact people, our three listeners, our three loyal listeners, yep. know that while we are talking about all this stuff, we do have a bigger picture view of it, but we're just being lighthearted and fun and talking about how things are terrible. Yeah. We understand that there's causes and conditions that lead to it. A hundred percent. Please don't judge. A hundred percent. Even though we are. Yeah, you just have to be able to... I don't know if there's causes and conditions for factory farming, but there you go. There we are. Sorry. I bring it right back to my topic. Yeah, no. And I, I feel like I can laugh at whatever my own situation is. And what what do you mean? I don't know. Like whatever my own. Oh, like whatever my own I'm weird a dick? upbringing. Yeah, ideas are like risky business is a really filthy movie. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about before we started recording that risky business was the first R-rated movie I ever saw. I grew up in a very and I wasn't home. allowed to see it. No, and I Oop. shouldn't have been because I was like ten. But <laughs> yeah, my neighbor and I had we were at her house. I was spending the night at her house. She's four years older than me, and we snuck down uh, to the video store and we pretended so somehow that we were allowed like. 
wrote a note or something that we were <laughs> this is back in the day but we were allowed to bring this movie home like we were doing it for our parents and we brought it back and we watched it and it's i was just school. like oh my god you learned so much in that movie about sex and prostitution and like just craziness and yeah. i'm like 10 years old like never been what is going on so the on? first big was love amazing. of my life was my like college sophomore year boyfriend his name was chris shout out chris um and i just thought he was the bee's knees little but he did come from a family with three brothers i don't know if that somehow affected his upbringing because i remember so sophomore year obviously we have sex because i'm super into him um he is not he has had sex before this, which comes as a very large surprise to sheltered me, who's grown up watching Singing in the Rain, thinking that you only have sex with people that you're absolutely wildly in love with. Uh, but he has had sex before this. So, uh, turns out his cat's name is Joel. And I was like, why is your cat's name Joel? Oh, uh, the kid in Risky Business. And I was like, wait, you saw Risky Business as a child? Yes, I did. So I remember being so mad at his mom for making sex so accessible for him. <laughs> wow, like, you really grew up differently than I did. So I was a horrible. I mean, I grew up the same way. I just had better ways around it, I guess. And I never bought into I didn't. it. I just had very emotional, like, weird, like, if you really loved me, you wouldn't have slept with those people before me. That's what religion teaches you, though. That right? like it's, it's it's cheating on your future spouse to have sex. Which ahead. Just fucking right. ruins you. Like it sent me into so many fits of just lunacy. Like I remember, God bless his mother, who I adore more than life itself, except for the fact that she let him watch Risky Business. She let him watch Risky Business. Yeah. They named the cat Joel. And like then everything's cool. And then I like lived at their house a couple summers. And I remember finding out that they had had sex at a Dave Matthews band concert. Who's they? Uh, Chris. Chris and his, Chris and his <laughs> Not girlfriend. Chris and his mother, because no. you were talking about his mother. Yeah, no. That would be fucking. Not, this well, was not Arkansas. That's what you were insinuating. No, this is in Minnesota. It was not Arkansas. No. Sorry, Arkansasians. Arkansas. Kansians? I don't know what I like Arkansasians better. I like Arkansians. Um, so, yeah. So, I found out a uh, college boyfriend and his previous girlfriend had had sex at a Dave Matthews concert. So, then I was forever averse and poisoned to Dave Matthews. And I remember <laughs> then saying this to uh, his mom, so who was the cutest woman in the whole wide world. So, uh, three sons. I mean, just like the cutest. And she goes, and she's from Minnesota, so that's where this impression comes from. She goes, oh, no. Oh, gosh. Oh, Chris had sex with Gina like a hundred times, like in his room, and you still sleep in there. And I was like, <laughs> Just like lost my mind. I'm 97% sure I ran outside. And, like, threw myself upon the grass. Like, woe is me. What am I supposed to do? I'm madly in love with this man. He had sex with some other girl in the place that we sleep. What am I supposed to do? Like, I was so wildly just 50s, pure of heart and mind. What happened? 
I, I, I mean, since. I mean, I tried. I guess I tried. I mean, I'm still not that far behind. I'm still pretty ridiculous when it comes to like ideals, ideals about people. But that was really hard. So when I was a little kid, I also grew up Catholic. Yeah. And my take on it was a little different. And you were just like, fuck everybody. No, but I oh. clearly remember being in like kindergarten. I, I think it was either kindergarten or preschool because I kind of have in my head the picture yeah. of the play yard. Mind you, I had six older brothers and sisters, though, that had a con- pretty consistent we influence on We couldn't be more different. Um. And I was I had three really good friends and they were all named Jennifer. Apparently that was the year of the Jennifer. Ugh, but we were sitting Jennifer's. around in a circle and we were making a pledge. They were making a pledge, I should be say. And it was something along the lines of, I promise never to drink and never to smoke. And never to do something else. You can't blow it up. No, I don't no. think that was in our vernacular at the time. But it might have been something around like sex or sex I, I don't remember pleasure. what it was around. No, it wasn't about that either. I don't think that was even oh, in our head geez. yet. We were like five what years else old. You? Wait, you're five? Ish, because it was preschool or kindergarten. So don't eat candy. We're not going to drink. We're not going to smoke. You're Those not going to drink oh. alcohol or smoke yeah, when you're that's five? It was. it was not drink, not smoke, and not do drugs. When you're five yes. years old. Yes. So You we're don't even know what drugs are. Uh, clearly we did. Oh my God. But listen to what my response was. So the three of them make this pledge. I won't drink. I won't smoke. I won't do drugs. We must have just had a class or something. And I looked at them and I said, I don't know what I'm going to be like when I get older. And I don't want to make that promise. <laughs> I clearly knew way in advance. Hey, friends, I don't think you know what I'm committing to, but I'm not committing to it. You all have this look in your eye and I'm not committing to yeah, it. Yeah, I don't agree with what you're saying right now. Well, like, I might agree now at five. But who knows what I'm going to be at like at eight? Five? Well, it was very young because I remember the playground <sighs> imagery. So it was, we were on a playground. We were very little. Jesus, and that's why I thought I was a fucking hilarious child. The other thing I did at a very young age, just learning how to write, one of my first pieces of writing ever, <sighs> um, said something pretty close to the effect of every day you have to get up, make your bed, eat breakfast, F-I-S-T, Fuck. And go to school. Yeah. I am so tired. Can you stand it? I can't. <laughs> I feel like I remember seeing that. I, I feel like took I took a picture of it at one point and posted yes. it on Facebook. Because my mom actually saved that shit. Yes. Like, that was the thing that she saved. And it's like on the big double wide paper where you have to do your little letters yes. on the, you know, I feel when like you're learning. Because I posted the hey, oh. monster. Yes. Yes. That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> And we were talking about what hilarious children we were. were. Hilarious so that was children. my response. Yeah. So I was Fucking clearly moms. like, you know, already sick of the world at a good five, six years old <laughs> and ready to party. It's pretty valid. Yeah. So I think I was a pretty punk rock child. Definitely. Anyway, that was my feeling about basically the church in general. I was like, I'm not sure I buy into this shit. Oh, I remember getting in very <sighs> big fights in my Catholic high school being like, I don't understand. Why did Jesus? Why don't you just believe? Why did? But th- my big thing was like, why did Jesus just like puss out? And then I remember writing a really big paper when Braveheart came out, being like, okay, now I can finally see how our hero can die. But still, I mean, <clears throat> hey, what? 
That's how you're going to let your kid learn Christianity is Braveheart? No, that's not how you With the now. You start indoctrinating Fantastically. Great. Mel Gibson. Who we literally bring up every episode. So I feel like now it's just a point where we just He's our patron saint. Mel Gibson. He is. The patron saint of just the worst. Which is pretty accurate. Because like, number one, you're Australian. So you're hot. Number two, you're hot. So you're hot. Number two... Number three. Number three and a half. I can't count. Two and a half. You're, you made great movies. You entertained me for so much of my life. You, you've been married to, you were married to the same lady for a really long time. And then you proved that you were fantastically human by going nuts on a cop when you were drunk driving. Yeah, then it turns out you're wildly anti-Semitic. And human. I mean, you know, like how can you just be? But now he's in movies again, so who knows? Yeah, but he made that crazy Catholic movie. Fucking Mel. Fucking Mel. Yeah, this is, it's not an episode of Just the Worst if we don't talk about Mel Gibson. I no, I think like. we should try to figure out how to bring him up every single episode. Be a good way. Yes. Better than Arnold Schwarzenegger, which we don't have to do. Or the Bushes. I would rather talk about him. So we My can... crush on George W. Bush. No, it's thing. This girl. Gonna this girl who go. was upset that her boyfriend had ever had sex in his room. That anybody had ever had sex by the time they were a sophomore in I, college. I mean, it would have applied to anybody. Sure. I just thought you were supposed to save it. I didn't know that guys were just sticking their dicks all over town. Well, a lot of the girls were too. They, they were sticking it somewhere. Just true. Aware true. that you were just left out of a whole circle of life that was happening 100%. beyond your. Yeah, class. no, I was just just lying in bed alone, being like Gene Kelly. I wonder what everybody else is doing tonight. Right. But I can remember like sitting in like hot tubs with the girls, and being like, "What's it like?" Like, what is that even like? Like, it was the most bananas thing that had ever happened. To you, to think about it. And so different than me, like, can we just get this fucking over with? Yeah, this I mean, is a burden I was hoping, I don't want to have well, anymore. yeah, I was hoping that it was going to be this, like, magical experience that I had not seen on any television or movie because I was so protected from it. But I just thought it was just delightful situation that happened to you not that it was just this like wildly so did up, disappointing did it end up meeting your expectations oh, with God, chris no. oh with chris yes well the first time I, you know. no chris was actually not my first <gasps> i thought you said he was he was a mm. you're lying then why weren't you why wasn't why mm. that uh, was standard much mm. <laughs> no the first one mm, i loved him so much he was so cute uh oh, this is a Five, yep, yeah. fucking quarterback. Uh, 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 uh. You know he's compensating for something. A hundred percent. I didn't actually know the first time. <gasps> that's really blasted on the interwaves. Oh, that's terrible. a million people you, you, heard this. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. A million people don't listen to this. Uh, no, I definitely thought we had. No, I didn't actually. Think I'm not sure what happened, but and I was like, "Whoa, that I'm was really." It. Yeah, I was like, "What?" I actually like He's the, speechless. Well, the historical story was that I said, "Whoa, I've never been that close before," and he said, "Whoa, we actually did," and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that might be the best story I've ever heard. And I was like, "Oh, oh." Uh, great then okay cool awesome Uh, so i guess i did that uh i'll talk to you later and And then you went and told all your friends in the hot tub 
basically. Yeah. No, that was high school. No, but I was fascinated by sex all that. But yeah, that's uh. But it's weird because anybody that knows me knows I'll put anything in my face. You hand me a drug, I'll do it. Oh, okay. So that was a weird segue, just so you know. It is a weird segue, and I'm fully on board with it. (laughs) I'll go to Coachella. Someone hands me something. I'm like, yep. Where do you want to put it? Nose, gums, ears, whatever. But then if someone's like, hey, want a bone? S my D. And I'm like, nope. Oh, I see. Okay. So you were going there. I thought you didn't want to talk about that on the podcast. S in the D? Yeah. And your feelings about it in particular. No, I mean, we don't have to get into that like okay. right now. I'm pretty sure we're at like seven hours already. Yeah, we've, we've talked plenty long enough for, yeah, no, for no, being no. woefully unprepared for this podcast tonight. I know. It turns out that's when we're the worst. We just rattle on, on and on. Yeah, so I'm so sure we just everybody lost, has at this point turned off. Yeah, we just lost seven of our ten listeners. We're back down to three. Don't know who the three are. We'll talk about it next week. Um, Ian. Ian, Probably that's Corey. Good. Oh, Corey, I love you. Yeah, and maybe Danny. <gasps> Danny, because they're my two really my good friends, and they'll do they'll they'll suffer through it just. And for I us. love them too. Yeah, and they know they love you, so I think that's probably our three. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks, three. Shout out. We love you. We gotta go now. Happy Thanksgiving. No, don't have a happy Thanksgiving. Think Thank about you. the death that has come upon. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't come from me. Maybe. You can have a nice meat free Thanksgiving. Uh, no, episode eight. I think. I think it's in the can. In the friends. can. So, uh, wait. While she's looking up our webinator you know stuff, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna shout out the regular old podcast that I like. I shout out. Listen you know to what Suffolk I love King. is Suffolk. Suffolk. Listen to Suffolk King podcast. Listen to Breakers. If what? you like post-apocalyptic drama, listen to po- to Breakers. They're good. Breakers. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and Not then podcasts we listen to. Yeah. That's my that's my podcast family right there. Don't knock it till you try it. Exactly. And then don't knock it or I'll knock you out. Boom. Boom. I actually hate boom. <laughs> I decided to hate boom. I hate mind blown. I so, hate on the next episode of Just the Worst. We're gonna talk about boom. Mind blown. <laughs> um sayings we hate. Yes. Right, we'll be the next basically. episode. Lighten uh, it up a little. But if you want to talk to us, if you want to tell me how terrible I am. Or yell at me about how you don't want to be a vegetarian and stop talking about not eating animals. No, because you should be. But you can email me <laughs> at just the worst pod at gmail.com. That's just Valentina. You can't email it's just me, me there. <laughs> Patty's untouchable. You're going to have to find me on Facebook. Instagram. You. you can hit us up at just the worst pod. Mm-hmm. Facebook. Super similar. Just the worst pod. Twitter. We're going to get a little weird and go JTW pod. So that's how you can find us. And we hope you do join the party. Yeah, about even stuff. if you're a dick, I want to know about We it. like dicks. Whoa. Patty. Yeah, because they're funny. Yeah, dicks are. I nice. meant like people who behaved in an <laughs> manner. But Not also, that we don't like the other dicks. But also but dicks are funny. No, no Valentina doesn't like them. <laughs> nope, stop it. I love dicks. <laughs> I love all dicks. I just want to have sex all the time. Hi, mom. Everybody date me. Everybody date me. I don't want to die alone. I love All dicks. right, everyone. We, this will never end if we don't shut her down. Have a wonderful holiday. Yay. Bye-bye.